Good morning. I'm Kathy Connor. I'm one of the pastors here at First Pres, and I'm so glad that you're here this morning. Whether you're in your pajamas at home, I'm not jealous or anything, or you're in the sanctuary with us right now, Jesus invites us all to come just as we are, to come with a sense of expectation that Jesus wants to speak to you, to heal you, that Jesus wants to encourage you and help you. If you're new to First Pres, welcome. And we want you to know that we're here to serve you in any way that we can. We are so much more than a song and a sermon. Because we're endeavoring to build real relationships with each other. And do life with each other every day. And so it is our hope that you will go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. Or you will discover what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, perhaps for the first time. If you would, fill out the Connect card after worship on our website, or you can access it by scanning this QR code. It will take you directly to the Connect card, enabling us to serve you, pray for you, help you get connected into a life group, and so much more. Please share the service on Facebook so that others can worship with us this morning. And right now is the perfect opportunity to jump up, say hi, and meet the people around you for the next 60 seconds. And for those of you online, say hi to each other in the chat line. Jump on up. I invite you to now have a seat and to pray with me. Heavenly Father, we woke up hungry this morning and what we may not have realized fully is that our hunger is for you. Lord, we need more of you in our lives, even our relationships with families and friends and others, they don't need more of us. They need more of you in us, Lord. So I pray that as we have come just as we are, which is how you invite us, thank you, Lord, that you love us too much to leave us that way, that you seek instead to fill the hunger in us and transform us to make us new in every way imaginable so that we bring a freshness and a vigor to the people around us, to our relationships, to the way that we work, Lord, to the way that we do everything. And we especially think about those, Lord, who don't yet know you and don't know 
that you are the one they need the most. Oh Lord, would you pique their interest? Would you help them to actually hear from you this morning? Would you show them that you are alive, real, and present? Lord, we also have the privilege of praying for people that we love, people we care about in our lives, in the world, and we lift them up to you now in silent prayer, asking for your holy, wondrous intervention. Father, we also pray for Jerry Denny as he rounds the corner into his first completed year in a clinical trial for his cancer. And now, Lord, we're asking for year two to be completely cancer-free. Lord, we pray for Jim Canali as he continues to heal at home from pelvic cancer surgery. And we pray, Lord, that you would just invigorate his body and give him deep encouragement. We always love praying, Lord, for Jackie Faircloth, asking that you would speak into her heart and encourage her family as they continue to care for her, Lord. Help her to know that she is so loved and treasured by you, by us, by all that know and love her. We continue to pray with thanksgiving for Jamie Atkinson and Hank Floyd, asking, oh God, that you would lead them into remission and keep them there. Lord, there are so many people that we are grateful we can bring to you who are grieving, who are lonely, who need healing. You are the great physician. We're counting on you, Jesus. Help us now to turn our hearts toward you fully, fully engaged, fully open, fully ready to hear from you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Good morning, First Friends. Let's get ready to worship our Father for this grace that we don't deserve, but we're given anyway. Here we go.
I'd love to introduce to you Danielle Mackey, who is going to share with you some fun news about young adults in our church. Thank you, Kathy. So I would like to take this opportunity to invite you to my boyfriend's house. He is at a bachelor party. That's why he can't invite you here himself, but I promise he's aware that he's hosting. Um, we are going to be hosting the Young Adult Mixer Tuesday, February 2nd at 6.30 p.m. This is a way, as Kathy mentioned earlier, where we can build real relationships and real connection within the young adult group. So if you guys are available, would love to have you over. We're going to have tacos. We'll be outdoors. It'll be safe. Um, and it's always encouraging because Kathy gives a message and it just recenters us and refreshes us going into the month. So would love to hopefully see you guys there. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Danielle. So I also have some really good news to share. You are not going to get ticketed today if you're parking on the perimeter of the church. Parking is free until 2 p.m. If for some weird reason you get a ticket, do not pay it. We want you to give it to us and we will take care of it. You can find one of us on the staff after church. Just get it in our hands and again, do not pay it. We want to take care of it for you. A member of our church, Steve Michelini, has been working tirelessly on our behalf and on behalf of all churches in downtown Tampa to help the city get their parking issues sorted out. If you know Steve, be sure and thank him. He has been just amazing. The church relocation update is that all parties involved have decided to extend the closing date to March 31st. That's also true on the property that we're seeking to buy on Horatio. We've extended the contract with them. That is why we as a church continue to pray and fast on the first Wednesday of every month as a way of saying to God, we are completely dependent upon you for all of this. This gives us an opportunity to express that to God because fasting is a way to say, even though I feel hungry right now, I hunger even more, Jesus, for your direction in my personal life. I hunger even more for your direction for us as a church as you lead us into the future, as you lead us into mission and ministry to our city. That's what those hunger pangs can remind us of. I'm going to be sending an email out this week to help guide you on Wednesday. And if you would like to be a part of a text group to spur each other on throughout the day, just let me know. I would also like to invite Nicholas Michelini to come join me right now. And you can actually even take your mask off if you would like to right here. Thank you. I'm going to brag on him in just a sec. In our outreach to those who are homeless and on the street and hungry, our Matthew 25 ministry, we are also actively helping men and women find jobs. And when they do, we give them a refurbished bicycle to enable them to have transportation to their job. All of this is happening because of Nicholas Michelini. Nicholas is in high school, but he saw a need on Saturday mornings. And even though he had zero experience repairing bicycles, 
Nicholas set up a mini bike repair shop right here on our campus. As a result, not only did he repair 272 bicycles in the last year, learning as he went along, he made it possible for us to give 10 bicycles to thankful men and women who were able to find a job, enjoy that stability and the dignity that comes from working hard and transitioning off the street. Who knew that a gift of a bicycle could be so impactful on a life? So Nicholas and I would like to ask you, would you consider, if you have a gently used bike or one in need of repair, would you give it to Matthew 25? Would you put it in Nicholas's hands so that we can continue to meet the needs on our waiting list of men and women who have found jobs but need transportation to get there? Here are five ways also that you can continue to impact a life with the hope of Jesus Christ. God bless you and thank you. And thank you, Nicholas. You're our hero.
If you're not clapping right now, that means if you like the Washington football team or you like the New Orleans Saints or you're a cheesehead from Green Bay, we don't care. Can you believe it? We're in it. Huh? Anyhow, I, that's not what we're talking about this morning. I just can't not stand up here and do like this. Right? Go Bucks. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say is this. If you are a person who's going to Taco Tuesday night with Kathy and you consider yourself whatever she means when she says young adult, eat a lot because you're going to be hungry on Wednesday. We've been having a great time in January. This is the fifth Sunday in January. We've been talking about packing our bags. That's the, the way we've been thinking about it. And we've been saying this. We've been saying every single one of us has a what's next. Every one of us has that. And we've been asking the question, what if we could do something now to influence the outcome then? What would we take with us? What would we pack in our bag now as we take off towards what's coming? 
What kind of stuff can we do that will influence what's going to happen later? And if you look over here, and those of you online, as well as everybody in the room, you'll see the thing closest to the rail is a Bible. And it's just one of the many things that we've said we need to take with us. And what we mean by this is two or three things. I'll just mention or remind us of one of them, and that's this. We, we've been saying we need to encounter God in this book. And we need to read it, and we need to listen to it, and we need to inwardly digest it. And we're doing this. This is, not, this is a relational enterprise because it's not just what we know. It's who we are. And we're encountering God in the book. And here's what's really important when we think about how can I do things today that can influence what happens then. This book and God, God is not going to give you a crystal ball. That's not how it works. We don't, have a, we don't know exactly what's going to happen in the future, but here's what this book does. And remember, we do the book individually, and we also do it with each other. We, we are on purpose meeting with each other and talking about the book and life and relationships and everything because here's what this book does for us. It's not a crystal ball that tells us exactly what's going to happen. Here's what it is. It's a lamp. It helps us see the next step. And I picked that word lamp on purpose. And some of you hear the language. Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet a light for my path. And so when we do this book together and when we do it individually and all of that kind of commingles, then what happens is, no, we don't get a picture of exactly what's coming next, but we have what we need to take the next step. That's what that book does. Jesus said exactly the same thing this way. He said, seek me first and everything that I'm about, which is the kingdom, and I'll take care of you. And then the next verse says, don't worry about tomorrow. It's got enough trouble of its own. It'll take care of itself. Just come after me. And Jesus is saying the same thing. I'm not going to show you exactly what's happening tomorrow, the next day, or the next day. But hang on to me right now, and we'll take it one step at a time. So that's just one way of saying over the month of January, we've over and over again said this book is a way we encounter God and we do it individually or privately, but we also do it with each other. And that will help us be ready because what's coming next, we need to be grounded in relationships that share this book. And this book is literally the presence of the voice of God. Really, really, really outstanding stuff. And that doesn't change, by the way. January's over. And but we keep using the book for the rest of our lives. So that's just a way of talking about what, we, what, we, what we've been doing. And I, I'm always eager to remind us that we need to have this book in the middle of our lives. But what we wanted to do today is we want to say, we want to talk about yesterday's investments. And as soon as I say the word investments, many of you in the room, you're business people, and you're automatically thinking about the stock market. I get it. And so investment certainly includes financial investment, but that's not what we want to talk about today. When we're talking about investments, transactional investments like buying things, that, those are real things. But we're talking about relational investments. We're talking about how we're relating to people and to God, and that's what we mean by that. And what we want to say is, what can we do today, given what's been invested in us, or what we've invested in someone else, what can we do today intentionally to leverage what comes next? 
How can we influence the outcome down the road by leveraging yesterday's investments? And I want you to be thinking throughout this a conversation this morning about two kinds of relationships. I want you to be thinking about how you have invested in someone, and I want you to think about how God has, been, has invested in you. And these things are gonna, we're going to find they're mixed up with each other in a really beautiful kind of a way. Thinking about take, leveraging yesterday's investments in order to influence what happens, the payoff. I wanted to use an illustration that comes from my own personal life. It's a transactional illustration, though. It's about running. It's about me training to run. Here's the way I used to think about training to run when I was a marathoner. When I ate food, this is what I was thinking about. How is this food that I'm eating right now fueling tomorrow's workout? How can I do the right thing now? I've worked really hard. I've got this phenomenal training base. And how can I work out today and take food into my body that tastes good, but also is good for me so that it's fueling the next workout? And again, that's an athletic metaphor, but it works relationally. It works really beautifully relationally. You and I have a chance to think intentionally about our relationships in, in the lives of people in whom we've invested so that we take steps now to increase the likelihood that the payoff in the future is a really great one. And we also want to say, how has God invested in me in the past? And what can I do to be intentional right now today so that I can continue to benefit from God's good work in my life? Because what we get tomorrow is, is what we've invested in today. That's what happens to us. And we're going to do it this way. We're going to look at that. We're going to start with understanding what God has done for us. So we got past, present, and what's coming. Past, present, future happening with how God has treated us and also how we've invested in other people's lives. This comes from the book called First Peter. And it's towards the end of the New Testament. And this book is a book for all people. It's not... It's a book that you and I, are, it was written so that all kinds of people could hear it and get the message immediately. And so you're going to like this. And I'm on purpose using the message translation because I think it's a fantastic kind of quick way to get at the heart of the thing. The, so here it is. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 6, as we're going to see. And remember, take the template, investment, thinking about that, but also past, right now, and future. And I think you're going to find yourself so encouraged right now today about this. What a God we have, says Peter. And how fortunate we are to have him, this father of Master Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, there's the investment that God has made in all of us. Because Jesus' death and resurrection, something that has happened in the past, God's profoundly loving sacrificial investment in all of us because of that says Peter look what happens to us we've been given a brand new life and we have everything to look for to live for including a future and notice it says in heavens in the Greek text it's, it's plural in the heavens and it means in God's presence what heaven means in the Bible is being with God forever. It's, it's, it's being and seeing God's face. It's living relationally 
forever. It's not transactional, it's relational. So Peter's saying past, present, and a future is coming. And look at this beautiful thing. The future starts now. The resurrection of Jesus means God's permanent future forever has broken backwards from the future into the present. And you and I have a foot in the future as well as in the right now when we're followers of Jesus. That's the overlay. And then look at the way that Peter finishes up in this thought we have here. This is uh, verses 5 and 6. God is keeping careful watch over us. God is intentionally in bringing forward his investment in us, the resurrection, into the present. And God is also keeping watch over the future. And notice it says here this, uh, one day God is going to put everything back together again and make all things right. And even though the beautiful all-rightness of the future has broken into the present, it's not finished yet. But notice this, God's keeping careful watch over us, but the day is coming. Be encouraged by this, friends. Take courage to invest intentionally now. The day is coming because the day is coming when we'll have it all. Everything will be healed and whole. Now we could pause here for a minute and allow ourselves to be aware of the fact that there are relationships that we've invested in in the past and we come to the present and they're anything but healed and whole. And just want to remind you that you are not in charge and I'm not in charge of making the future happen and making healing and wholeness happen. That's the heavy lifting that God and only God can do. But here we are in real relationships and you're invested in them. And yet it's just not working very well. And so what you're being invited to do is take courage. What we're being invited to do is to trust. We're being invited to let the present be the present and continue to be intentional. We only get enough light from God to see about what's one more step in front of us. And that God has it. You don't have to try to have it. And you couldn't do it anyway. But here's what Peter is saying to us. It's all in God's hands and guaranteed by God. Healed and whole. So we don't want to try to do God's part. But we do want to be intentional about the right now, about our part. So that we can take what is done in the past, intentionally engage now, and just pray to God about what's going to happen in the future. Finishing up Peter's thought here. I know how great this makes you feel. Please feel good. Feel better. Even as hard as it is. Look at what Peter says here. Even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. It's tough sometimes out there. It's been tough. It might be really hard for you right now. God invested in you, in the person of Jesus Christ, you, right now today, have the encouragement that God is still tending to us. And we have this picture of the future that's the resurrected Jesus. And in the future, the day is when God puts everything back together again. And Scripture is, is a single story telling us all of this. And there is a day coming, says the New Testament, when God's going to fix it all. And it'll all be put to rights. But right now, today, our job is not, we can't worry about that. We do everything we can right now in the present moment, intentionality, in order to be the kind of people who respond to the investment 
is who is, that has been made in us by the death and resurrection of Jesus. And we are becoming new people, and therefore we have something to give others. And that's, that's, a, that's the two-part thing this morning. I'm going to make sure that I invest in God, in my life, and in my friend's life, and in my church's life, and in my business, and in my family. I'm going to be on purpose making sure that I'm paying attention to God tending to life in and around my life. But also, I'm going to, on purpose, pay careful attention to the people in my life in whom I've invested. And I'm going to be intentional right now, today, to try to help influence what comes next. We don't, we want to, here's a way of saying it. We don't, we don't want to have halfway relationships. Let's go all in. Let's have our relationships be all-in relationships, beginning with our relationship with God. And Kathy said it two or three times already this morning. Perhaps you feel like you have sort of a halfway relationship with God, and, and you've been thinking about this, and you, you know that there's, there's Jesus, and you've been thinking about the death and resurrection of Jesus, but maybe there's some resistance in your heart, maybe even a little corrosion, maybe, maybe some doubt or cynicism about all of this. I get it. Or maybe, maybe that's not where you are. Maybe you just have this deep longing inside and you know you need Jesus Christ. And what I want to do is this. We, we want to always be invitational. I want you to understand, whoever you are, if you're not sure, if you think maybe you have kind of halfway relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to invite you right now to invite yourself into the without in a full relationship I want you to say here I am I'm starting it, the, the words could go something like this God open this would be a prayer that you might want to pray it's a prayer to discover and start if you haven't made it clear in yourself that you've started a relationship with Jesus Christ God say this maybe you're praying it right now God open my eyes to who you are I open my life to you. God, open my eyes to who you are. I open my life to you. If that's something you're doing right now, tell somebody. Let somebody know. Somebody who you know cares for you. Somebody who you know has already opened their life to Jesus Christ. So that's to move from sort of a halfway relationship, and a lot of people that we know and care about have them, to moving to just going all in going intentionally right now responding to God's love for you and getting started in a fresh new way but wherever you are in your relationship with God let's let's also talk about how we're invested in the lives of people we I'm going to give you an acronym I'll post it later on Instagram and Facebook I did not do that yet you ready the word is going to be help h-e-l-p I'll repeat this many times so that we can all remember it. It's an acronym. HELP means hear and listen. This is for a way for you to sort of judge your time when you're investing in somebody. Hear and listen, H. E, encourage. L, lead into next best step. P, pray. I'll say it again. HELP, hear and listen. E, encourage. L, lead into next best step. P, pray. This is on purpose, being an intentional person about how I'm relating to somebody right now today in whom I'm al I've already invested, hoping that somehow I can be a good part of their life 
in the future. All, I have a coach right now today. He spent an hour with me Monday morning. Made all the difference in my week. Now, I had to be willing to call and ask for help. I had to say, I need your help. And I asked for some help. We scheduled an appointment, and we talked on the phone for 45 minutes. It was, it was excellently helpful. You may have a person with whom you can do that. Now, at, he, on purpose, was doing what I just said, hearing, encouraging, leading into next best step, and the relationship that we have is one where we can pray together. You may have a friendship or a relationship where you're invested in somebody, and the prayer part might just be, do you mind if I pray for you? Meaning literally right then, it might be, would it be okay if I prayed later for you? Nobody's going to say no to that. But so, uh, so what I want you to do is think about this. I want you to think about who you've invested in right now. I want everybody, if you're all in your PJs, this is my guess. Right now today, there's someone in whom you have invested. And I want you to realize that because of what God has given you, you have a ton to give. You have so much to give them. Now, if you're, you have to be living it with God to give it to somebody else. You can't give it if you ain't living it. But think, who is the person right now in your mind in whom, and it, this is what I want us, I wanted to make this easier than, you, than it needs to be. It doesn't need to be hard. It might be your spouse. It might be someone else who lives with you under the same roof. Certainly parents, your own purpose, investing in your children. Now, here's how I think God works. If every single person in their house invested intentionally, man, we'd fix a lot of things out there, don't you think? Just think if every house was functioning as this, as this hive of beautiful kind of ways that people are giving and taking, listening and helping and praying and encouraging, investing. And if every home had it, man, lots of things that are bad would go away. But not just in your home. It could be your spouse. It could be a parent. Maybe you are now taking care of a parent and they don't live under the same roof. Maybe it's a, your child. Maybe it's another, it's a sibling. But right there, we're beginning to fill up our capacity. I don't know what your capacity is for how many people you can invest in at this level. But it's probably not as many as you think. But however many it is, it's really beautiful. So another place where I think God wants us all to be intentional about it, taking the investment of the past and being on purpose today in order to get payoff on the future is in friendships and relationships where we work. It might be someone who's, who's on the same staff or team or whatever you're in. It might be a client, a customer. And we're not transactional here. And I'm, I want you to see a transaction means it's depersonalized. Nothing wrong with that. But we're talking about the relational part of the equation. If you're a coach, are you only concerned with winning? Are you concerned with growing young men and young women into mature adults? I want a coach who's relational more than transactional. I mean, it, it, it's no fun losing. But I'd rather lose with a coach who builds me into a mature human being than win with somebody who doesn't care. And so would you. You want your kids being coached by coaches who love them as, and want to help them become mature people. In fact, let me, let me invite you to think about it this way. As a helper, remember, hear and listen, encourage, lead into next steps, and pray. As a helper, I want you to speak about, I want you to think about this as people who are investing in other people. I want you to think about it as spiritual maturity. And what I mean by spiritual maturity, you may be surprised at what I'm about to say. What I mean is spiritual parenthood. 
A spiritually mature person is a person who's helping other people come to life, making babies. That's what we do. And how do we, do, how do we help them? We, we celebrate when we have a human baby and then parents invest in them until they grow up and they become interdependent functioning adults. It's the same thing is true in the family of faith. We're celebrating not just birth, but maturity. We want to see people become spiritually mature, which means they're now able to help other people become grow. So that's, what, that's what's going on here. Friends, H-E-L-P, help. You know, another way of describing what that means is this. We are relationship experts, relationship specialists. That's what God needs. That's what your family needs. That's what your job needs. That's what our homes need. That's what our neighborhoods need. Have you ever heard the term neighboring? Kathy and I are on purpose these days intentionally investing in our neighbors. I don't know, it just sort of happened. And, the, and stuff is happening in our neighborhood. And what's going to happen is we're just hanging out. I, COVID is a reason. And I'm out walking my dog. And the, but just right on our street, and we have their names written down, and we had it stuck on the cabinets in our kitchen. The people across the street all the way that way, and the people on our side all the way down there, we're just keeping up with them. I don't have an agenda. I just want to be their friend. I've been there since 1988. I don't know all their names. And American culture has gotten tough that way. But we're, for whatever reason, in the, in the economy of God, Kathy and I, we're intentionally investing. So I've said family and I've said in your job, but I'm also thinking in neighborhood. So some of us may have the capacity to do, be a little more intentional about our neighborhoods. And we've, we've had one little come, come outside on the, at dusk and have a little party on the street, socially distant and safe. And we're doing it again. We don't have a date yet. And you can do it right now because it's not so hot. And we're just neighboring. And a neighbor two doors down, she died. And uh, we now can go and say hello because we visit a little bit. And that kind of stuff happening right on our little block. 1988. And there's someone at the other end who I've never met. I, I don't, it's not guilt. It's just, hey, it's tough out there. People need good friendships. So friends, relationship specialists, relationship experts, this is what I want you to do as we finish this morning. Two things. The first one is about you and who, in whom you've invested. And right now, in this very moment, I want you to make a decision that you're going to try to help someone a little bit more. Call them. Text them. Initiate with them. Reach out to them. Don't wait to be called. You go because you have something to give and you want to make sure that the investment you've already made in their life increases in likelihood that it has a payoff that we're going to be happy about in the future. You can't control that, but you can be there right now today. I want you right now in your mind, who is it who I'm going to reach out to and I'm going to help them? I'm going to hear them. Notice what that means. You're doing mostly listening. I'm going to encourage them. If there's a next step that I can see, I may try to guide them to it. Lead, H-E-L, lead into next step. And maybe literally pray right then and there, maybe not. Maybe some other time I'm going to pray. H-E-L-P. I want right now assignment. Who is it? And the other thing I want us to do is this. I want us to make sure that our relationship with Jesus Christ moves past a halfway relationship if that's where you are what I want you to do is consider the possibility of releasing completely 
The prayer that I suggested to you earlier was this. It's God, open my eyes to who you are. And I open my life to you. God takes us just the way we are. We don't have to be anything special. God wants to love you. It's okay not to be okay. You just walk straight into the presence of God. Begin now. God loves you. God has invested in you. God is tending to you this very day. And God has secured the future. We simply live right now today in God's presence and with the people that God made who you are going to intentionally invest in. Be encouraged. Be excited. Be jazzed. Be more excited about how you're going to be a part of the investment in the past moving forward in the future than you are about the bucks. But it's okay to be really jazzed about the bucks. I'm going to pray for us. We thank you, gracious God, that we can celebrate this morning this huge investment you've made in us. We're not going to be halfway. If our hearts were unsure right now today, gracious God, we release completely. We're going to give our life to you. We, we are certain that you love us. We're certain that you will repair all things, make us whole and heal all things. And gracious God, for this, we're simply going to be real people right now today. And for that person or persons that you've already had us investing in, that we'll take a next really good step by initiating, reaching out to them right now today to sit down with them, to listen, see how they're doing, check in, and perhaps have a way of encouraging them into a next good step in their life. And gracious God, we'll remind them and ourselves that all of this happens in the context of prayer. We thank you, gracious God, that we don't know what's going to happen in the future with clarity and certainty, but we know that you are a light on our path right now today. Thank you that we have each other, we have your word, we have your presence by your spirit. And for all these reasons, we can be your people. Help us, gracious God, to be a part of your unbelievably great future because we right now today take intention to do what you're telling us to do in the present moment. All of this in the name Jesus, the Messiah, the Master, the one who goes with us. Amen. Friends, I'm inviting you to stand. We're going to sing this last song. I want to send you out as people who are extraordinarily intentional. Those of you who are at home, those of you in the room, leave today and extend yourself on purpose into somebody's life. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger?
Y'all have a great week. We'll see you again next time.